Welcome to the 12 Days of Edition Wars. In this year's series, we are taking a deep dive into the iconic spells of Dungeons & Dragons. What were they like at first? How have they changed? Are they better than ever? We're going to talk about all that and more. So the spell that we are going to discuss today is Raise Dead, a cleric spell. And this is a spell that has been in the game since the very beginnings of 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 Dungeons and Dragons. And so uh, if you look on in the original edition in the Minimagic Magic book, it is on page 33. And here's what it says. It says the cleric simply points his finger, utters the incantation, and the dead person is raised. This spell works with men, elves, and dwarves only. For each level the cleric has progressed beyond the eighth, the time limit for resurrection extends another four days. Thus, an eighth level cleric can raise a body dead up to four days, a ninth level cleric can raise a body that was dead up to eight days, and so on. Naturally, if the character's constitution was weak, the spell will not bring him back to life. In any event, raised characters must spend two game weeks time recuperating from the ordeal. Now, here's the thing. This is a fifth level cleric spell. Mm -hmm. So you're a pretty high level cleric by the time you can even think about like asking your deity for this spell, right? So that's why it mentions that eighth and ninth level thing, because as you get higher, you can cast this spell still, but you, you, there's a, lo a longer time between the actual death of the person and when the spell is likely to work. So not I, I honestly have forgotten that you could cast fifth level spells at eighth level at all, considering <laughs> that you get your first spell at second level in this edition. Yeah. That's, that's the weirdest progression ever. Yeah, it's a really, really strong uh, progression. Um, in fact, if we let's just go, let's go all the way back here to looking at. So, oh, this is your spell progression right here. Oh yeah, that's so. That's a real so, janky yeah, progression. So, eight, so eighth, eighth level cleric is a patriarch, uh, and they get two, 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 two. <laughs> <laughs> sure. So they get two first level, two second, two third, two fourth, two fifth. Yeah. Uh. So, okay. So here's the other thing about raise dead. So it's a fifth level spell, but it's also a reversible spell. And the reverse of raise dead is finger, the finger of death. And it says, instead of raising the dead, this spell creates a quote death ray, which will kill any creature unless a saving throw is made where applicable. The range is 12. A cleric type may use this spell in a life or death situation, but misuse will immediately turn him into an anti-cleric. Which is such a silly name. I can't a, deal. Yeah. Well, I mean, you know. And then it gives you gives you some some suggestions. Anti-clerics, evil acolyte, evil adept, shaman, evil priest, evil curate, evil bishop, evil llama, evil high priest. <laughs> So let's just put the word evil in front of all of them, and that's how you name an anti-cleric. Evil um, in front of all of them except shaman, yeah, which is right, obviously yes. inherently evil. Come on. <laughs> right. Yes, exactly. Well, because there is no shaman. Because here, here's Dairy. the thing. Because when you look at the the um the, where we just were, I think no, on page it, it's 11, the right? Level name the, thing. The, the name of, of, the, of the clerics are uh, acolyte, adept. Oh, village priest. They didn't say evil village priest. Okay. <laughs> right. <laughs> Vicar, curate, bishop, lama, patriarch. There is no shaman in there. So, yeah. So right. Shaman, because because, because shaman evil. replaces village priest. Right. Uh, That's where it shows up in the order. Yeah. Yeah. You're right. You're right. It does. Though they don't, also don't have evil vicar. Which, right. Yeah. Like. I mean, it, come on. It, yeah. It's so. it's so funny to me because I'm picturing, you know, some like – 
English countryside <laughs> vicar, right? Uh, yeah. Yes. Yes. With, with his, you know, little Anglican parish, you know, <laughs> and his little dog right. collar. Yep. It's very, yeah. very funny to yeah. me. So so let's move on and let's talk about uh, as we go forward. Now, there is no raised dead in Holmes Basic because Holmes Basic only went up to third level. And so at third oh, level, sure. you do not get uh, fifth level spells. And yeah, so weird. it's just not even in there. So that means we move to BX, which uh, has it in the in the expert, the X, the X portion of the BX, right? So this is the mold they cook um uh, Marsh uh, series. Yeah. And so here we go. We are on page X14. So it's in the expert book and it is raised at range 120. Duration is permanent. By means of this spell, the cleric can raise any human, dwarf, halfling, or elf. So now they added halflings. It was humans, dwarfs, and elves earlier. Right. The, the I wanted to mention that carve out for, yep, can't raise your halfling. Just right. Yeah. Get bent. <laughs> yep. Rude. Um, Right. Uh, well, and, and that we don't know. So the thing is, remember, they used to be called hobbits and then they got a slap down from the Tolkien mm-hmm, estate. Mm-hmm. So they had to change it to halfling. So I wonder if they had just gone through and removed the word hobbit and mm, not maybe. replaced it with halfling in that particular spot. I don't know. Um, I don't have a, an original copy anymore of of the book to be able to look. But anyway, this says an eighth level cleric can raise a body up to four days dead. For each level, the cleric is above eighth. Four days are added to this time. Thus, a tenth level cleric can raise bodies up to 12 days. A raised character has one hit point and cannot fight, cast spells, use abilities, carry heavy loads, or move more than half speed. These effects will be healed after two full weeks of complete bed rest, and this healing cannot be affected by magic. A raised dead cast against one undead creature will slay it unless it makes a saving throw versus spells. I, I like that you can at least carry your own hindquarters mm-hmm. out of the dungeon. Right. Even if you can't carry any of your stuff. Right. Like, right. Yeah. In terms of getting out of the dungeon, this is only <laughs> marginally helpful. Right. Yes. But at least you're not dead when you get out of the dungeon. So that's, you know, that's right. something. If you make it out. Right. Uh, right. Uh, th- this because spell the has odds a- that you then go back to being dead right. again are extremely high. E- exactly. Yes. Because it's very easy to kill you then. It was easy to kill you before. Now it's even easier. But um, I love that you can use it to nuke an undead. That's awesome. Right. Yeah. That's re- that's a good add. Right. So that's an added, you know, benefit. Um, this is also reversible in this edition. So the reverse also called finger of death. Death creates a death ray that will kill any one creature. There is no effect if the creature makes a saving throw versus death ray. Lawful clerics will only use finger of death in life or death situations. So there you go. It doesn't go through the whole rigmarole of telling you that you'll become an anti-cleric and what the name of that will be. But if the idea is still there. If you're lawful, because remember, there's only three, um, you know, the, the axis yeah. for alignment is smaller in this edition. So uh, if you're lawful and you use it to kill someone, it better be because you were you were in a situation where you had no choice is basically what it's saying. Yep. All right. And then we get to first edition. Um, oh no, I take that back. We get to Beck me. So this is, this is BX. Okay. So now we get to Beck me. And so in Beck me, let me go here. So raise dead is uh, also in the expert book for, for Beck me. Um, because of course it's a higher level spell. Its range is 120. So that's the same as always. Permanent, same as always. Effect is body of one human or demi-human. So now it's not naming them all out. It's just saying the class of demi-humans, they count as well. By means of this spell, the cleric can raise any human, dwarf, halfling, or elf. So now they do call it out in the description. Uh, the body must be present. And if a part is missing, the raised character may be disabled in some way. And eighth, in other words, that's taking care of the question, well, if a ghoul ate my arm 
and I died, but then you yep. killed the ghoul and you raised me. Does my arm come back? Right. So they, they answer that question here with the answer yep. is no. The, the um, answer is maybe. The, the answer is maybe. Yeah. The answer is it's up to the DM. Yep. Um, an eighth level cleric can raise a body that has been dead for up to four days. The same as before, right? They give the same example. Tenth level cleric, 12 days. The recipient becomes alive with one hit point, cannot fight, cast spells, use abilities, carry heavy loads, or move more than half speed. These penalties will disappear two full weeks. So that, oh, that's all the same, right? It has not changed. Um, the healing cannot be sped up by magic or speeded by magic as they list here. So that is a, a new sort of wrinkle that they're they're clarifying that uh you have to rest for two weeks and he healing magic won't even increase that or, or speed up that healing yeah but it's not in the previous editions is what i'm saying so that's a that's one of this is one because remember a lot of times what we see is they change things by adding one sentence that's oh, yeah, different yeah. and it's it's obviously because someone asked a question or in someone's campaign someone wanted to know and in, in other than you know just telling the DM, okay, well, you have to make a choice for your own campaign. They've now codified it into the rule. Yeah. And um, yeah. the, the saving throw for undead targeted with a spell is now at a minus two penalty. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I, uh, yep. You yep. know, that, that sort of arbitrary penalty because yeah. this spell is hard to resist is mm-hmm. sort of – this is one of the places it gets started, but it yeah. becomes yeah. a major thing by second ed. Right. But the also no. Also note, it gives an exception to the vampire. Yeah. <laughs> the vampire doesn't yeah. actually get destroyed. It just has to go to its coffin. It has to turn into its gaseous form, go to its coffin and rest and get the heck away from you because you have shown yourself to be formidable. Um, again, it has a reverse finger of death. It creates a ray, kills any creature within 60 feet. The victim can make a saving throw. Uh, lawful cleric only use this in life. So that's all the same. So they, they made a couple changes. They clarified that uh, you cannot... Uh, you you can't be healed by even magical means while you're doing your two weeks of rest and a saving throw against uh, the undead get a saving throw. It's at a penalty now instead of just regular and vampires are very special and yeah, and that's it. So it hasn't changed much actually. It's gotten more clarification, but it hasn't really changed all that much. And, and it's also interesting that finger of death doesn't have a safe penalty. Right. Right. Like, yeah. Mm-hmm. They do so much to parallel, but right. stop at a save penalty. That's interesting. Right. Well, uh, it's interesting because you're not actually so when you cast it when you cast the spell at an undead, you're not really casting finger of death, right? You're still casting raise dead. I agree, but the sort of the the reversibility premise might have carried a minus mm-hmm. two still, mm-hmm. right? But it's also yeah. interesting that you change the type of the the saving throw. Right. Like it wouldn't have been out of question to me for the undead to need to roll a save versus death ray because mm-hmm. for them specifically, it's a death ray. Yeah. What was it? Did it distinguish here? It just said. Yes. So oh, it, it's a save versus a spells here as well. Yeah. Hmm. Yep. Interesting. Yeah. Well. Interesting. Well, let's look at what first edition says. But like if finger of death doesn't use a a death ray save, why do we have this save? You know, come on. It it is one of the iconic cases of a literal death ray being fired. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, beholders. (laughs) Oh, also interesting. The finger of death is a shorter range than uh, uh, the reversed version of the rays dead. Yeah. Yeah. Huh. Yeah. Interesting. I wonder why they did that. 
I don't know. Um, let's look at first edition. First edition says, let me make this a little bit bigger here. First edition says, uh, necromantic, reversible, level five. See, now it gives they, the formatting is different, right? But it's basically the same permanent area of effect yeah, yeah. is one person casting time one round, blah, blah, blah. Now, you can raise gnomes now and half right. elves. So wow. when the cleric casts a raised dead what? spell, oh, oh, now it, it lists them, right? Dwarf, uh-huh. gnome, half elf, halfling, human. The length of hey, time. Hey, wait, wait, Sam. Yeah. Who got chopped from that list? Um, elves. Uh huh. Yeah. Rude. Yeah. Well, I mean, you know, whatever. Uh, <laughs> That's funny. Um, but, but again, like, is that an editing error or do they really mean it? Right. Like that's, that's the no, question. They really mean it. That, that's, oh, I know that's because super intentional. Right. Right. Because elves don't have souls. But anyway, that's beside the point. Um, right. So and yeah. they uh, are resistant to ghouls for reasons. Yeah. Know. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Um, the length of time. So it's the same thing. One day for each level past ninth. Um, you know, that, that whole thing is still kind of intact. It's the same amount, right? Um, as the cleric can raise dead uh, persons only up to a certain point limit being one day for each level of experience, ninth for up to nine days. Yeah. So they changed it a little bit because it used to be four days and then plus one for each level. And now it's just one day per level of the cleric. So, okay, fine. Whatever. That's fine. Um, the body of the person must be whole. Or otherwise missing parts will still be missing when the person is brought back to life. So now it's explicit. Now it's not a may. Now it is it has to be whole or it's literally missing when the person's brought back. Also, the yep. person must make a special saving throw to survive the ordeal. This is your system shock roll. Further, the raised person is weak and helpless in any event, and he or she will need one full day of rest in bed for each day he or she was dead. So it's not two weeks now. Now it's just how many however many days you were dead. The somatic component of the spell is a pointed finger. The reverse of the spell, slay living, allows the victim a saving. So now the reverse isn't finger of death anymore. It's now slay living. It allows the victim a saving throw. And if it is successful, the victim sustains damage equal only to that caused by a cause serious wounds spell, which is three to 17 hit points. An evil cleric can freely use the reverse spell. A good cleric must exercise extreme caution in its employment, being absolutely certain that the victim of the slay living spell is evil and that his or her death is a matter of great necessity and for good. Otherwise, the alignment of the cleric will be sharply changed. Note that newly made undead, excluding skeletons, which fall within the days of being dead limit, are affected by raised dead spells cast upon them. The effect of the spell is to cause them to become resurrected dead, providing the constitution permits survival. Otherwise, they are simply dead. So now we get all the changes. So right. that's a very twisty way of saying what he's trying to it say. It is a very twisty way. It is an extremely but, convoluted way. But but I appreciate the possibility of going sort of directly from, okay, so they killed you and animated you, but it's only been 24 hours. Right. I want my friend back and I want him back now. Right. Right. Um, but also what's funny is that uh, it calls out what happens on a successful save against Slay Living and just assumes you'll understand Dead means dead mm-hmm. on a failed save. Right. Yes. Yeah. That, that is, it's just noticeable because no one would ever mm-hmm. write, write it that way now. Right. Ever. Yeah. No. This is definitely a high Gygaxian description of a spell. Yeah, this could real. have been much more concise and, and much less convoluted. This could have been an email. <laughs> yes, right. Um, Why did we have to have a meeting about this? But but also the range has gotten shortened significantly mm-hmm. uh, because it, three inches 
with with all that that means mm-hmm. is still less than 60 or 120 feet right? yeah well i mean uh outdoors one inch is 10 yards right so that would be three yards Ten yards okay so yeah but that's outdoors indoors one inch is 10 feet so indoors this is a 30 foot spell so right. confusing yeah. anyone survived anyway Sorry. <laughs> it will never make sense yeah. to me. Not in a hundred years. Uh, well, the thing is like, if you play it a really long time, it just becomes second nature. Right. I mean, like, right. It, and, I'm, I'm not saying that that's not an excuse. It's just, it's yeah, just yeah. the fact of it. Right. I, I'm just always going to get it wrong. I'm yeah, going to yeah. be doing this yeah. po- podcast in yeah. a nursing home and I'm still going to get it wrong. Yeah, it's fine. Whatever. It's okay. We'll be uh, shaking our canes and telling people to get off our lawn. You can do that now, Sam. Yeah. Uh, just quiet you. Uh, <laughs> all right, so that's that's first edition. Let's look at second edition. All right, so let me make this a little bit bigger. Second edition, uh, thirty yards is our range, so they changed it. Uh, affects one they, person. They didn't. Yeah, it, it's only changed. You know, indoors. Right. Well, it, as you just pointed out. Well, but well, so. <laughs> that's correct yes you're right yeah yeah you're right you're right uh okay anyway um <laughs> whatever uh when the priest casts a raised dead spell he can restore life to a dwarf gnome half elf halfling or human other creatures may be allowed at the dm's option elves. right so elves yeah. elves you can allow if you if the dm wants it the length of time that a person has been dead is of importance as the priest can raise persons dead up to only a limit of one day for you so that's the same same as first edition mm-hmm. uh note that the body of the person must be whole otherwise missing parts are still missing same as first edition other ills such as poisons and diseases are not negated a so, raised person must roll a successful resurrection survival check so that's your system shock check yep. first yep so um, so that that is them introducing a real mechanic for permanent death right 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 uh, so the the note about um poisons and diseases are not negated is right. interesting to me because in the larps that i got started in right uh, mm-hmm. they they actually kept that rule they weren't trying to ape second edition mm-hmm. but they did sustain that one rule because the designers were all playing second edition at the time. Right. Let's, let's be real. Like <laughs> yeah. it, that, those games were not intended to feel like second edition D and D. It's just the the rationale of the poisons in your blood and your blood's moving again. So I guess you're dead mm-hmm. again. Right. right. Was still salient to them. Yeah. I mean, the thing is like, so in the D and D game though, like what that does is it, it's, it makes that time limit of raising the person important. Right. Because if you can't both raise them and cure them of the poison, then you can't raise them yet. And well, now you have to carry their body out and you have to keep track of how many days they've been dead before you're able to cure the poison. And then right. you can raise them and they're not diseased or poisoned, right? Or cure the disease. So, right? Sort of, except that then you need to check to see if neutralized poison has a dead body as a valid target. Or, or you raise them and then you cast the cure disease on them. Which only helps if the poison is not an instant death. Which a lot of poisons right. are in second. No, I, yeah, I know, heck. but there's, but there are different types, right? So, yeah, I know. Uh-huh. I, I, I almost had a TPK with some stupid uh, poisonous snakes that had really, really strong poison. Anyway, well, I mean, um, everyone knows what wyverns are. Yeah. <laughs> right, but I'm just saying, like, so this actually introduces a complication, is what I'm saying, oh. right? That you now, now there's a timing issue here. So, you know, the idea of, you know, 
the the body only being raisable for a certain amount of time and you now have to complicate that with okay let's make sure we can do something that's going to finagle this so that we've cured the poison or the disease either right at the same time or immediately after the or, or like all of those things right now that now it's a consideration now it's a conversation yep and then they also have to roll a survival check in, in first edition it was system shock here it's a survival check it's a constitution thing uh you lose one point of constitution that's new right that wasn't listed in the right. others right now you lose a a point of constitution. The raised person is weak and helpless, needs a minimum one full day of rest in bed for each day they were dead. Same as first edition. The person has one no, hit point. No, 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 no. What? Uh, that what, wasn't it two weeks? No, that no, it was two weeks until first edition. Oh, first okay. edition is still oh, okay. is is uh for each day. Oh, for each day was dead. Okay. Uh, yeah, yeah, no, you're a full right. Full day of rest in bed for each day they were dead. So okay. that's a change missed, that was carried that over. Change. Yep, yep. And then um they're weak and helpless. They need a minimum of one full day of rest, blah, blah, blah. The person has one hit point, must regain the rest by natural healing or curative magic. So now they're allowing the magic. Yep. Previously they didn't, right? A character starting constitution is an absolute limit to the number of times he can be revived by this means. The somatic opponent's pointed finger. The reverse of the spell, slay living, grants the victim a saving throw versus death magic. If the saving throw is successful, the victim sustains damage equal to that of a cause serious wound spell. 28 plus 1 points. Failure means the victim dies instantly. Now, here's the thing. There's no reverse. Oh, or, sorry. There's no, no, I mean, there's, I mean, no, I mean, there's, there's, no there's a reverse. There's no undead effect yeah. listed. There's no nuke and undead. Right. Yeah, that's true. Uh, that's interesting. Um, kind of, kind of unfortunate. Um, yeah, because that was unfortunate. Cool, yeah, yeah. I think it's unfortunate that you can't specifically also target your friend who has been animated as an undead and expect mm-hmm. to get anything out of that. Right. Because that's pretty right. cool. Yeah. Or yeah, that is you know, your friend who's been turned as a vampire. <laughs> Just, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. just a thought. Just um, throwing that out there, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, like I, I like that this is showing us, you know, something that a um, a fifth edition fan would see. It seems pretty rec- recognizable. Mm-hmm. Here's the effect on failure. Here's the effect on success. Right. Plenty of uh, first and second ed spells are not as complicated as this on success. Right. Right. We succeeded. Yep. We're done here, or mm-hmm. half damage because I think right. that's how it is for like fireballs and stuff. Yep, yep. So let's look at what happens in third edition. In third edition, and this happens to be the three point five version, but I don't think it changed. Yep. Um, conjuration healing, so it's not necromantic. Uh, fifth level cleric spell, one minute time. Where's our range? Touch range. Okay, so that range is different. Um, yeah, I mean, rezzing someone at range is not yeah. usually super important. Right. right if right. they died in lava, then I, I'm sorry, bro, sure. you're gone. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's been nice, yeah. but no. Um, you restore life to a deceased creature. You can raise a creature that has been dead for no longer than one day per caster level. Same as always. In addition, the subject's soul must be free and willing to return. There's a whole section on bringing back the dead on page 171. If the subject's soul is not willing to return, the spell does not work. Therefore, a subject who that wants to return receives no saving throw. Coming back from the dead is an ordeal. The subject of the spell loses one level or one hit die when it is raised, just as if it had lost a level or hit die to an energy-draining creature. If the subject is first level, it loses two points of constitution instead. If this would reduce its con to zero or less, it cannot be raised. This level slash HD loss 
or constitution loss cannot be repaired by any means. A character who died with spells prepared has a 50% chance of losing any given spell upon being raised, in addition to losing spells for losing a level. A spell-casting creature that doesn't prepare spells, such as a sorcerer, has a 50% chance of losing any given unused spell slot as if it had been used to cast a spell, in addition to losing spell slots for losing the level. A raised creature has a number of hit points equal to its current hit die. Hit dice. Any ability scores damaged to zero are raised to one. Normal poison and normal disease are cured in the process of raising the subject. There's the first uh, huge difference, right? Normal poison and normal disease are cured. But magical diseases and curses are not undone. While the spell closes mortal wounds and repairs lethal damage of most kinds, the body of the creature to be raised must be whole. Otherwise, missing parts are still missing when the creature is brought back to life. None of the dead creature's equipment or possessions are affected in any way by this spell. A creature who has been turned into an undead creature or killed by a death effect can't be raised by this spell. So now it's not only not mentioning it, it's saying you can't do it. Constructs, elementals, outsiders, and undead creatures can't be raised. The spell cannot bring back a creature that has died of old age. And the material component is diamonds worth a total of at least a 5,000 gold. Woo! Yeah. I mean... So, that's a lot. Even even in the uh, cash idiom of 3.5, that is pricey. Yeah. Um, And uh, I will say, man, that the death spiral of level loss of... I'm now a level behind my friends, so I'm more likely to die again. Rough. Uh, yeah. Experience The experience point situation is intended to help balance that out, to help you catch up. Um, I don't know that it is enough compared to um, the loss of power and durability that mm-hmm. you suffer. Right? So here's... I just wanted to see what the bringing back the dead section said. So it referred us to that section. So here's what it says. It says several spells have the power to restore slain characters to life. When a living creature dies, its soul departs its body, leaves the material plane, travels through the astral plane, and goes to abide on the plane where the creature's deity resides. If the creature did not worship a deity, its soul departs to the plane corresponding to its alignment. Bringing someone back from the dead means retrieving his or her soul and returning it to his or her body. Um, Level loss. The passage from life to death and back again is a wrenching journey for a being's soul. Consequently, any creature brought back to life usually loses one level of experience. The character's new XP total is midway between the minimum needed for his, his or her new reduced level and the minimum needed for the next one. If the character was first level at the time of death, he or she loses two hit points, two points of constitution instead of losing a level. This level loss or constitution loss cannot be repaired by any mortal means, even wish or miracle. So now it spells it out. Even a wish won't bring that back. A revived character can regain a lost level by earning XP through further adventuring. A revived character who was first level at the time of death can regain lost points of constitution by improving his or her constitution score when he or she gains attains a level that allows an ability score increase. Preventing revivification. Enemies can take steps to make it more difficult for a character to be returned from the dead. Keeping the body prevents others from using raised dead or resurrection to restore the slain character to life. Casting trap the soul prevents any sort of revivication. Revivic- revivification. Genuinely a hard word to say. Say it, say it fast four times. Um, unless the soul is first released. 
Revivification against one's will. A soul cannot be returned to life if it does not wish to be. A soul knows the name, alignment, and patron deity, if any, of the character attempting to revive it and may refuse to return on that basis. For example, if Alhandra, the paladin, is slain and a high priest of Nerul, the god of death, grabs her body, Alhandra probably does not wish to be raised from the dead by him. Any attempts he makes to revive her automatically fail. If an evil cleric wants to revive Alhandra to interrogate her, he needs to find some way to trick her soul, such as duping a good cleric into raising her and then capturing her once she is alive again. Uh, actually, I remembered something from second edition uh, that I want to snap back to. Mm -hmm. sure. uh, so I looked in the DMG, right? Uh, ah, which yes. has a separate rules block for raising the dead that matches what you just read oh. more or less for, for third. Okay. Um, I, I'm, I'm skipping the first paragraph because we've pretty much covered it in Raised Dead, but the second yeah. paragraph, a character restored to life in this way has his constitution permanently lowered by one point. This can affect hit points previously earned. Should the character's constitution bonus go down, the character's hit point total is reduced by the appropriate number of hit points. Uh, the amount of hit point bonus lost is multiplied by the number of levels for which the character gained extra hit points from the bonus. Uh, when the character's constitution drops to zero, that character can no longer be raised. He is permanently removed from play. Interesting. Interesting. So that that yeah. rule is in effect, but it is detached from Raised Dead because it is too broadly true to right. appear in just Raised Dead. And also right. it's for DMs to know and uh, you hapless, feckless right. players to find out. Yes. Yes. The players, they don't need to know. They're devoid of feck. <laughs> yes. <laughs> no feck for you. No fucking way. Wait, that's something else. <laughs> so that uh, interesting, interesting. Let's see what happens in fourth edition. In fourth edition, it turns out raised dead is a ritual. So it says you bend over the body of your slain comrade, applying sacramental unguents. Finally, his eyes flutter open as he is restored to life. It's a level eight ritual. It's a restoration category. Costs five hundred gold. Uh, key skill is hill takes eight hours um, to perform the raised dead ritual. You must have part of the corpse of a creature that died no more than 30 days ago. You apply mystic salves and then pray to the gods to restore the dead creature's life. The subject returns to life as if he or she had taken an extended rest, which means they have all of their faculties back. The subject is freed of any temporary conditions suffered at death, but permanent conditions remain. The subject returns with a death penalty Negative one to all attack rolls, skill checks, saving throws, and ability checks. This death penalty fades after the subject reaches three milestones. You can't. A milestone in fourth edition is two combats without a rest in between. And notable in that it just means you can't get rid of that penalty through rest. You right. have to go adventure. You have to go adventure, right. Yeah. Um, you can't restore life to a creature that has been petrified or to a creature that died of old age. The subject's soul must be free and willing to return to life. Some magical effects trap the soul and thus prevent raised dead from working, and the gods can intervene to prevent a soul from journeying back to the realm of the living. In all cases, death is less inclined to return paragon and epic heroes. The component cost is 5,000 gold for paragon tier and 50,000 for epic tier. And that's got to make sure that cost always hurts, right? Right. Yeah. That, that's very much a, a fourth mm -hmm. edition ethos. Yeah. So, I mean, mu a much simpler kind of statement about what you're doing, uh, but it's not just something you can cast 
in two seconds, you know, right after a combat or something, you, you have to prepare this ritual and cast it and it takes eight hours. Uh, and yeah, but I mean, that's fine ish. Yeah, it's fine. Yeah, it's fine. I mean, it, it works. It's, it's good. I like fourth edition rituals, so I don't have a problem with this. Um, and I, you know, I, I think they're fair. I think they try to sort of uh, put in some things from the older editions, right? Like the death penalty is is basically carrying over that sort of sort of fatigue that you get. Then you you have to rest yeah. for two weeks yeah, yeah. or several days or whatever, right? It's trying to do that, but it's still allowing you to be an effective member of the party while you're while that's happening. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's pretty good. That's not. It's not a problem. the the number of the the um the time that you can be dead is not reliant on the caster's um level anymore. So that's you know it's just thirty days. There you go. Right, but like mostly you weren't going to be high enough level to right. pass thirty days anyway. So mm-hmm. whatever. Right. Yeah. I mean. Yeah. That's what I'm saying though. This is kind of an expanded range. Yeah. 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 Um. But you know, it's it is what it is. So not 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 too uh. Not too horrible. Not there's nothing in there that's like, oh my god, that's so different. It's just it's a ritual instead of a immediate yeah. spell, and there it is. Yeah, that's fine. Um, and now fifth edition. So fifth edition here. Yep. Notable Necrom- in that it's it's keeping the yep. cost from fourth without the mm-hmm. scaling. Right. So uh, fifth level spell. It's necromancy. Uh, diamond worth at least five hundred gold which is consumed during the casting. Uh, you return a dead creature that you touch to life, provided that it has been dead for no longer than 10 days. So now you are you have to touch it, and it's 10 days. If the creature's soul is both willing and at liberty to rejoin the body, the creature returns to life with one hit point. This spell neutralizes any poisons and cures non-magical diseases that affected the creature at the time it died. It does not, however, remove magical diseases, curses, or similar effects. If these aren't first removed prior to casting the spell, they take effect when the creature returns to life. This spell can't return an undead creature to life. This spell closes all mortal wounds, but it doesn't restore missing body parts. If the creature is lacking body parts or organs integral for its survival, its head, for instance, the spell automatically fails. Coming back from the dead is an ordeal. The target takes a negative four penalty to all attack rolls, saving throws, and ability checks. Every time the target finishes a long rest, the penalty is reduced by one until it disappears. This is actually very close to the second edition. Raised dead. Yep. Yep. Um, ultimately, a little less punitive mm-hmm. in that the, the, the penalty is something you can kind of adventure through and work off. And the cleric can, you know, follow this with a heel and get you back up. Yep. Okay. Mm-hmm. And um, fifth edition has no truck with you can use healing spells in nuclear undead. So it's not surprising at all that raised dead can't uh, pop undead. Right. Right. And, you know, uh, I'm uh, in my homebrew setting. There is no raise dead. Hmm. Raise dead okay. is some something that when 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 the dead are raised, when somebody who's permanently dead is raised, that is it creates that creates like undead zombies. It creates abominations. Hmm. It doesn't. Uh, there is no way to properly appropriately raise dead in the way that this spell, you know, in, in any edition, not just the fifth edition, but in any edition, how how it 
how it works, right? Okay. Um, that's just a that's just a precept of my setting that yeah. raised dead doesn't happen. The only thing that can actually raise dead and not make that thing an undead abomination is a deity or a deity's avatar. Uh, in in my homebrew setting of Orakesh, uh, raised dead works. Mm-hmm. It has an additional consequence. Uh, you trigger an encounter with. An entity of great power called the Nightwalker, mm. who has the power to withhold the soul if you don't agree to do something that the Nightwalker wants. Uh, <laughs> the Nightwalker is always trying to get you to do enough stuff that he can resurrect in the world. Mm. He, you do not want to do this. Right. <laughs> like It's okay to cast this spell. There are enough yeah. steps that he has to complete before he can be resurrected that like, mm-hmm. yeah, okay. Maybe that's okay. But also <laughs> it's bad. Yeah. <laughs> um, so the PCs have used mostly revivify that does kind of skirt around that problem. Um, right. But they have bargained for one PC and one NPC. So here's Revivify just for the audience. Uh, You touch a creature that has died within the last minute. The creature returns to life with one hit point. It cannot be returned to life. This spell can't return to life a creature that has died of old age, nor can it restore any missing body parts. Also, Resurrection here is seventh level spell. Uh, You touch a dead creature that has been dead for no more than a century that didn't die of old age. And that isn't undead, that soul is free and willing, the target returns to life with all its hit points. The spell neutralizes any, so it does that all that. Uh, it closes mortal wounds, coming back from the and, dead. And restores the, so any missing body parts. Restores missing body parts. Yeah, so it's kind of a better uh, better raised dead. Yeah, um, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, you'd, you'd hope so. It's right. substantially more expensive. Yeah, and revivify is a less... Yeah. Right. Less so expensive, those, that, very time-constrained. Yeah, those are kind of the three levels of... of raised dead right are are actually revivify raised dead and then resurrection so yep. yeah which we didn't cover those in the other editions but that's okay i'm not concerned about that um so do you have final thoughts on raised dead uh i was just gonna say there is also a highest a, a true resurrection but uh, yeah that's true yeah, yeah. Uh, anyway uh, uh my final thoughts on uh raised dead um you know, it's interesting to see the trend line toward less and less waiting, right? Uh, the spell has gotten to be more and more about get back to the adventure, get back to the fun, right? Yeah. And I think that, you know, both your homebrew rule and my homebrew approach, uh, your, your homebrew ban, outright ban, mm-hmm. and, yeah. and my homebrew variation with a traditional consequence show that for us, there is some dissatisfaction with a, a a very pure ethos of get back to the adventure, get back to the fun. You know, we want the death to have more bite and consequence. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. You in a very permanent way. Uh, I am I am quite happy for death to not be permanent and for it to have some kind of escalating consequence for. The for sort of the whole player base of my campaign, right? Um, yeah. And you know, Revivify doesn't have that consequence in my campaign, right? Uh, so if they have a cleric on hand, which they very often don't, uh, 
who has it prepared, also unlikely, and has a 300 gold piece diamond, again, very unlikely in most cases, mm-hmm. uh, then they can get their friend back. But there haven't been that many deaths, really very few. So, you know, right. I, I've run 133 sessions. There have been three PC deaths. Yeah, that's yeah. that's not hardly any. Yeah, I, I can't feel too bad about that, but you know, it, it does have teeth for them because mm-hmm. they know that if someone dies for long enough, they have to permanently worsen the setting for everyone. Right. Yeah. Interesting. Right? That's why I did yeah. that, but that that was for me the right kind of stakes. Mm-hmm. Right. See, for me, it's more about the the way that the deities work in the setting. And it also, what actually happened was um, way back a long time ago, um, I had a PC who was playing a very high-level cleric. And they basic basically one of the other PCs died. And of course, Raise Dead doesn't exist. Resurrection doesn't exist in the world, except except by necromancers to create undead. Sure. Um, and, which we call animate dead for right, right. Clarity. Which is yeah. So that that sort of spell to raise someone works, but raise dead doesn't actually work. And uh, what happened was the cleric was very high level and basically asked for a divine intervention and asked the the day de- their deity to raise this individual. And the deity was like, only me or my avatar can do that. So if you want to allow this to happen, you have to become my avatar. So you're basically sacrificing yourself in your mortal form for mm. this other individual. Mm-hmm. And it was an awesome moment because <laughs> yeah. then then the players are like, oh, which one do we choose? Like, okay, it's either this PC or that one. But it's not like and it was horrible like the the death was also a heroic death so the you know the pcs were like okay well or the players were like you know let's have this really big discussion about what's happening here um and and how what's the best thing that makes the most sense that our that our pcs would like and that we as players can live with and and it it really set a tone uh that was really fun actually um, because that wasn't an extremely deadly campaign. It wasn't like, oh, they're all dropping like flies. And this one time, one of them decided to try to raise dead by asking their deity. It's like it has import, but it's not like in in, in that particular game, there wasn't a ton of death because that's not what the game was about. Yeah. But in that case, it suddenly was a very important element. So, yeah. Yeah. I, I have run so my, my third edition campaign um, that I ran in college had a body count mm-hmm. um like I, I just mentioned my fifth aid campaign three pc deaths in 133 sessions mm-hmm. uh by by the 61st session of my college game uh every pc in the campaign had at least two deaths some had more now part of that is that's what save or die gets you like mm-hmm. nope right walk down the stairs bodak sorry bro <laughs> yep like yeah. I wasn't doing it to be a jerk, just like that's the that's what specifically about three That's what it gets you. Right. Like I'm sorry, um, and the players were really good sports about it. All mm-hmm. things considered, yeah. like they they were in, you know, a a world where just death was around every corner, and you know, keep the cleric alive, we'll fix it. Fine. Um, 
the level loss was not popular with them. And so I didn't do that. Yeah. I had a totally different, you know, res system because I was never going to not lose friends if I took away levels. Mm-hmm. I, I, mm-hmm. I honestly can't believe that made it into the book for third ed and, and 3.5. Like, man, that was unpopular. Yeah. And I still hate it. I think it's a terrible rule. Um, I just do not like level loss. That that step backward feels super bad to me. I mean, to me, um, it doesn't make sense, right? Like, it doesn't. That make, also, it doesn't make narrative sense, which is why I don't like it. Because I'm not afraid. I mean, I would rather have permanent death than have a raise with lowered level like that. Because it doesn't make sense in the in the narrative sense to me. Like, so so you're brought back and everything's perfectly normal you're a little fatigued but oh suddenly you don't you're not as good at all the stuff you're good at like that doesn't you know what i mean like it doesn't yeah and it's yeah. not for like a time limit it's not oh and you know it's nope nope you got to pretend like you don't know how to do those things anymore now you got to learn them all again like what yeah like you just lose some some memory and some some skill mm-hmm. like that's like it's yeah. trying to hit the players where they live oh of course yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, I and I and I get it, and I understand why it's a sort of effective, yeah, you know, deterrent, just, right? It's a, it is an effective deterrent, right? Mm, but it, it, it yeah, it's just a deterrent in an addition where it sort of there are monsters, many multiple monsters that are like having to charge a machine gun nest, man. Right, it, like it, it is like going over the top in in World War One. With just the number of saver die effects, yeah, that you yeah. you run into in, you know, level nine plus play, things mm-hmm. get real cold. Yeah. Um, that that's my experience of it anyway. Like, uh, as you get into epic level play, forget about it. Like, you might really be permanently killed in one hit. Yeah. Like, that's just the monster's effect. You're. If mm-hmm. if you're hit by this, you're permanently dead. Anyway, moving on. Right. Next PC. Yeah. I mean, I, I have not played high level third edition or or much as as the audience knows, or much third edition at all, but right, um, right, right. definitely not high level third edition. But that's Just, very that's very interesting that that is kind of when you're fighting you're high such a high level, you're fighting these creatures with these amazing powerful abilities. Oh, but by the way, you're done. You're just you're just gone. One hit. That's it. Is it's that's that's tough after getting that character that whole way, <laughs> you know, like yeah, yeah, for sure. Like, um, they just had to top themselves mm-hmm. with bigger and badder monsters in the epic level handbook, right? And they basically had to invent new ways for effects to be cured and then permanent, but then that was. Cured in that, you know what I mean, right? Yeah, yeah. Like ability drain and ability burn, I think is what it's called. Man, I haven't looked at this in a minute, so don't. Whatever, yeah. you guys know what I mean. Yeah. It gets more and more. Well, this has to be the more brutal one. Yeah, it's it, the arms race. It's like watching uh, Supernatural, which I have not done, but I read about it online. Uh, and now, now you have to go to super hell. Mm-hmm. Like, come on, right? 
Yeah, yeah. No, it's definitely the arms race. Well, if that thing's better now, we have to have something slightly better to match it. And now now the challenge is higher. So this other thing is better now again. And now we have to match that. It's definitely just an arms race cog, right? Yeah, it's just for the sure. Wheel, it's just the wheels turning. But it's not really the the end effect is not really helping, right? Yeah. And if it were if the scope were sort of always increasing, I'd be mm-hmm. into it. Right. In kind of a uh Man, one of the best books on role-playing game running ever written is Shadow Knight by Eric Wujic, and I will stand by that. Mm -hmm. And it is an explanation of how you can increase the scope whenever the PCs get real big for their britches. Okay. (laughs) Yeah. Like I had uh, an ex-girlfriend who had a a copy of that book, which you can't get for love or money now, short of really a lot of money. That's Mm -hmm. a a rare book now. Um, And... So that just stuck with me as a great piece of advice on how to run a high, higher, highest level campaign, which, I mean, it's Ember. You're starting from right. Right. a high level. Yeah. yeah. Um, and like, that's a, that's a piece of ethos that high level play in third ed and fourth ed and fifth ed mostly get to. They need to get there just a little bit more mm-hmm. and they'd really have something. Well, you know, and we can have this high level conversation for a lot because, you know, it's hey, still we've a, been threatening to run this as a series for it's, years. I know dude. it's still a chicken and egg problem though, right? Like oh, they sure. say, well, we don't make high level material and so we don't pay a lot of, a, you know, focus on it because yeah, players no, aren't no, playing it. That. And then, but are they not playing it because there's no support or are they not playing it because it's not interesting or what you like, what's the, what's the For deal, sure. right? Like that's a whole, that's a whole other thing, but I totally get what you're, what you're saying. Though, you're yeah, yeah. yeah. So that might be the best place to end this particular conversation about, about this spell. Oh, um, the discussion of a completely different topic. Yeah. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Stop it, Brandis. <laughs> um, <laughs> Mate, this old fashioned does one thing and it is make me ramble. but so here's the thing though right like even from the very earliest days right when we had we had the very early version of raise dead you know it still really didn't change much it got some new constraints but it mostly the idea of it stayed basically the same till you get to third edition when it's suddenly, or I guess second, because in the DMs, G, where it suddenly starts causing level drain and all kinds of really horrible effects, right? Um, but I think on the system shock table, though, right, it would actually have, oh, see, now I got to go look at the system shock table. Yep. Yeah, there's a percentage roll. Yeah. A percentage yeah, roll based on your quick. your uh, con score. Yeah. Because it, 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 you know, it really good con you. score, you could be looking at a, 99% or higher chance, right? Yeah. But uh, that, that if your con score is what the kids call kind of mid, I mean, <laughs> good luck. Here's the note in the in the first edition DMG. It's, it says, now and then a player will die. <laughs> 
This is this is the Gygax for you, right? Now and then a player will die through no fault of his own. He or she will have done everything correctly, taken every reasonable precaution, but still the freakish roll of the dice will kill the character. In the long run, you should let such things pass as the players will kill more than one opponent with their own freakish rolls at some later time. Yet you do have the right to arbitrate the situation. You can rule that the player, instead of dying, is knocked unconscious, loses a limb, is blinded in one eye, or invoke any reasonably severe penalty that still takes into account what the monster has done. It's very demoralizing to the players to lose a cared-for player character when they have played well. When they have done something stupid or have not taken precautions, then let the dice fall where they may. Again, if you have available ample means of raising characters from the dead, even death is not too severe. Remember, however, the constitution-based limit to resurrections. Yet one die roll that you should never tamper with is the system shock roll to be raised from the dead. If a character fails that roll, which he or she should make him or herself, he or she is forever dead. There must be some final death or immortality will take over, and again, the game will become boring because the player characters will have nine lives each. So, <laughs> like, here's the thing is, that's there's some really good advice early on uh, tampered with, you know, the full-on let-me-be-a-bastard first edition <laughs> advice. Yep. Um, yeah, and worth noting that System Shock Survival would also... Uh, kill you super dead for another uh, number of other effects. Yeah. It was a, a kind of idiosyncratic saving throw. Yeah. So system shock survival mm-hmm. for here's the system shock table in yep. first edition, which by the way, here's the lovely first edition PHB art in this section. <laughs> it's the person who is, yep. who has now deceased and we're going to raise them. Um, yep. a, a person actually visibly yeah. Christian priest. Yes, definitely. Yes. Yeah. So uh, a, a, a constitution of 10 has a 70% chance of system shock survival. 13 is 85%. By the time you get to 15, it's up to 91%. So, you know, uh, not not horrible if you, you know, it's a pretty good percentage. Oh, right. I did forget that system shock and uh, resurrection survival were separate. Yeah. So system shock survival states the percentage chance the character has of surviving the following forms of magical attacks. Uh, or simple application of the magic aging petrification including flesh to stone polymorph any object polymorph others for example the wicked necromancer polymorphs others his hireling into a giant rock roc that's the giant bird not rock as in boulder um with the f- rather a, foolish a giant agreement- boulder the size of a small boulder yes there I you want to specify <laughs> <laughs> With the rather foolish agreement of the changee, the hireling must make a saving throw based on his constitution score using the table above. Assuming he survives, a further saving throw would have to be made if he was again polymorphed or dispelled back to original form. The saving throw must be equal to or less than the percentage shown. Resurrection survival shows the percentage chance the character has of being successfully raised from the dead or resurrected by a cleric. The score of the percentile dice must be equal to or less than the number shown on the table, or the character fails to be revivified and is completely and totally dead forever. Notice that last one. Completely and totally dead forever. Remember that the character can never be raised from the dead or resurrected a total number of times in excess of the character's initial con score. So that's actually – the second edition brings that right over too. So that's very similar uh, to second edition. Yep. Um, no, no level drain though. Right. No level right, right. Just loss of con and chance of perm right. death. So yeah, you're definitely always approaching that. Yeah, no, you're done. You're done, mate. You're done. 
So in in any case, so that should that should round us up. It's an iconic spell. It's 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 one of the iconic cleric spells that I actually haven't used much because of my because of the way that I run my game. I don't use raised dead very much. Um, and players haven't used raised dead very much in my games. So it's a very interesting uh to me that it's a pretty um consistent spell through the editions. It's it because you know in some of the other spells that we've looked at so far, the changes are um in some sometimes quite substantial in terms of how they how they change the way that spell is used or in what situations the spell is used. But in this case, there's not a lot of changes in that case, you know, in that respect. Very interesting. Yeah. Um, definitely some tweaks, but no more than that. Yeah. Tweaks and clarifications, but for the most part, but like you said, in third edition, when you start getting to the level loss, that's when you, and you know, that that's when you're really, that's when it's really hurting. Yeah. Yeah. And I will never be sad that they got rid of level loss. <laughs> um, I think that, like, a a penalty that rides on you for a while might not be enough for me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but they're not going to design something that is exactly to my taste on this, right? And I accept that. I I house rule. We're good. Mm-hmm. Uh, and honestly, when I run Forgotten Realms, uh, I play this by the book because right. it's Forgotten Realms. I don't. Yeah. Uh, I don't want the same things out of that campaign that I want out of my Orakash campaign. I love them both. They're just different. Right. Yeah. I mean, if I run in a published setting, I use that published settings rules, you know, for the, for the most part, you know. Yep. Um, but yeah. So. All awesome. right. Well, I think that's going to close it up yeah. for us here. Yeah. I think it is. Yeah. And sir, where can people find you on the internet? Well, uh, there used to be a site called Twitter. I'm not really there anymore. I'm sort of <laughs> there. I'm not. Anyway, uh, you can find me on Blue Sky at brandistoddard.bsky.social. Uh, I also write for tribality.com. My personal blog is brandistoddard.com. And my Patreon is uh, brandistoddard. How about you, Sam? Uh, I am on the internets at rpgmusings.com. I am also on the artist formerly known as Twitter at DM Samuel. I'm also on Blue Sky at DM Samuel. Same same one as you, I think. I'm also on Mastodon at DM... Look, just search DM Samuel. 